Hi, welcome back to Excited, episode 177. My name is Arvin. Joining me as always, my colleague from PetsandPanPuppets.com. It's Acting the Fooleman. Hi, everybody. Uh, we are here to talk about game one. We are recording this immediately after the Leafs won 5 nothing over the Tampa Bay Lightning in game one of their first round series. Um, and I guess normally I, I ask Fuhlman, how are you doing? Uh, so <laughs> well, I should do that, Fuhlman. How are you doing? I think I know the answer. I but... mean, pretty well at the moment. <laughs> what can yeah. you say? That was... Uh... What a hockey game that was. That was spectacular. Yeah. No, that was, uh, frankly, there, there's no way to describe it other than one of the best, maybe the best Leafs playoff game in the post-lockout era. Yes, that was dominant, and it was against an extremely good team, little though they looked at it for, for stretches, you know. You can say, look, it's one game. The Leafs were coming out loaded for bear. Their adrenaline was up. Um and certainly that's all true. I don't expect Tampa to be that beatable, frankly, for the rest of the series. But you can only play the game in front of you. And the Leafs did, and they put it in style. And now Tampa's margin for error is slimmer. So It yeah. very much is. Uh, this is a really interesting game. Through the competitive portion of this game, there was essentially no 5-on-5 five five time. Yes. Right, up, up until the, the David Kampf goal best as I can tell, it was about, you know, maybe 30%, maybe 40% at most, five on five, everything else was special teams. Really, really special teams heavy game. And I think where you have to start in analyzing this game is the least special teams absolutely dominated the Lightnings. Yeah, the game started out on, uh, well, early on, there was kind of a, a bad moment where Kyle Clifford threw just a dubious hit right on the numbers for yeah, Ross Golden. Just a dumb hit, honestly. Yeah, and like, I know, like, I don't want to moralize too greatly here, but even from a cynical perspective, it's like, when you're a fourth-line player, your job is first do no harm. Don't take a five-minute penalty. Um, And so he got tossed, and even granted, both teams clearly expected this to be a physical game. They expected this to be ugly. It was kind of ugly. The refs also expected it to be ugly, and clearly tried to tamp down on it by calling all those penalties we talked about. But getting back to Kyle Clifford, he takes the five minutes and the Leafs are now staring down a massive penalty kill against a power play that's very deadly. Yeah. As a side note, I, I the ESPN commentators mentioned a few times throughout the course of the game, it's like, oh, you know, Sheldon keeps playing with a, a short bench here. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't think losing Kyle Clifford makes you worse in a single game sense i got to be real with you. Like, it is Kyle Clifford. You know, God bless him. I'm sure he's a good man. But, like, Sheldon Keefe was probably going to shorten his bench considerably in any competitive game anyway. Like, yeah, he's like, not going to overplay you, his forward, fourth line. Yeah. Yeah, when you think about it, it's like, in a normal game, let alone one that's good, this special team's heavy and Clifford plays neither special teams. Uh, you know, you're talking about, like, six minutes that are going to be allocated across, like, an, an additional five forwards. So it, it, it's not... It's not a big deal. But yeah, anyway, sorry, getting back to the story of it, the Leafs had an absurdly impressive five-minute kill. Yeah, Tampa Bay generated pretty much nothing the entire five (laughs) minutes, and it did feel like the game turned on that. I I really felt like Toronto kind of walked away with it after that point. They had the momentum, and aside from a significant Tampa pushback shift towards the end of the second, and then some... Just total nonsense in the third, where Tampa just tried to start a fight for something to do. Um, Toronto owned it. Toronto owned the puck. Mm-hmm. They had the better of the chances. Jack Campbell walked away with a shutout, and he didn't have to work as hard for it as you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. 
really impressive. I mean, David Camp had a really nice breakaway goal. <laughs> that was the kind of night it was. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Lightning <laughs> seemed wholly unprepared for the Leafs' penalty kill and how aggressive they were, especially at the line. Um, the Leafs' forwards were really, really, really aggressive in forcing the Lightning players to make a play at the line, and the mm-hmm. Lightning players were just not able to do that consistently at all. Um, and then even once they did get set up, you know, there were just some disastrous plays where, you know, these are the things that I expect them to clean up. That was just an unforced error. I think the comp goal was created by a bad Pat Maroon pass. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think Nylander drew a penalty off um, a bad pass from, I think it was McDonough and then another Lightning player got their hands on it. But like, you know, there was just a lot of sloppiness and the Leafs are very well positioned to take advantage of sloppiness because they're so dangerous off of turnovers. And they're so dangerous, you know, kind of... When we talk about teams in transition, we often mean in their transition from the defensive zone with possession to offensive zone. But the Leafs are dangerous in transition in the sense of literally transitioning from not having the puck to having the puck, mm-hmm. whether that's in, like, neutral and offensive zones. And all, all teams are strong there, in a sense, because those are very good opportunities, usually. But the Leafs, I think do a really, really excellent job of taking advantage of those situations, especially with how um, aggressive their defenders are and how willing they are to step up in the rush. You get kind of these unexpected um, players popping up and, and really, you know, going to town. And it seems the Lightning, you know, we're playing very sloppily and then we're, we're totally, you know, outclassed in, in this regard in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was remarkable to me. And again, Tampa is too good to look like this on a consistent basis. And, mm-hmm. we, you know, I think the phrase making adjustments sometimes gets overused in hockey when the adjustments are just presumed to be moved from losing to winning now, please. But mm-hmm. if you're getting denied at the blue line way too often on your power play zone entries, that is something that you should be able to start looking at alternative options for. You've got to think... Yeah, I, I, I've noticed a couple times on the penalty kill, um, the Leafs were using Marner to sit really aggressively on the drop pass. Mm-hmm. And Tampa didn't seem to take the obvious route against that, which is, okay, well, now we have a four-on-three, effectively. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and teams do often get like a little befuddled by this in, in a way that, I guess, sort of makes sense to me, but it's also, as a you know dumbass armchair fan, it's like, just skate forward. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have a four-on-three now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like th- things like that, I expect them to clean up pretty significantly. Um, I also kind of expect game two to be a bit of a gong show. Yes. I have a feeling it could be like that game two against Boston that led to um, the Cadre suspension. I feel like I have to be more specific there. Yeah, no, I, but I remember. I mean, that was a. I forget what year it was. Bad. Was it 2018? Um, but yeah, like that, that. The Leafs won game one, and then game two was like an absolute you know refs totally lost control of the game uh the Bruins came out clearly with the attitude of we're going to make this really really physical and really nasty and they did it Mm -hmm. and you know the Leafs returned in kind and the game spiraled uh and you know Katri had a really awful hit that he got suspended for yeah I will say I had um a certain amount of sympathy for Katri in that because uh, I think he was 50 minutes into a game that was played on Jungle Rules. And mm-hmm. maybe that's me wearing my Homer goggles. Um, 
I do think Tampa is going to probably try to escalate this physically. For one, because they already tried. Although it's not like they had a much else to do in the third period, and it was Corey Perry, um, who was a noted shit disturber and always has been. Um, and again, it's not like the, the... I'm not saying the Leafs are saints by any means. The Leafs actually played quite physically, even apart from the Kyle Clifford hit. You know, I think that um, they were very determined not to be pushed around. The Lightning were determined to establish themselves and have some pushback in a game that they got embarrassed. And the refs were trying, with limited success, to establish control of a game. You know, if the game is closer, it probably doesn't go that way. But uh, I'll be curious to see if their commitment to seemingly call everything that possibly happens is sustained in Game 2 or further into the series. Yes. Um, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting to see. Um, and, I mean... The, this was, again, we really can't overstate how, you, you could not have asked really for a better Leafs performance and a better result in game one than, than what we got, right? Um, the unfortunate thing is, whether you win by a mile or a whisker, it's just one game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the Leafs could, could lose a 3 OT heartbreaker in game two, and we're sitting at a 1-1 series with Tampa having home ice effectively. Yeah, and you know, I don't mean that to be Buzz Killington here, but yeah, obviously you don't get to carry over the goals no matter how definitively you won the one game. Um, I'll say this, um, Mitch Marner, I think, is tired of hearing that he's overpaid, and I think is tired of hearing about his playoff issues. He broke his goal drought, which is um, as much good for, for him personally as anything in terms of getting the monkey off his back, but... I thought he was great all over the ice. I mean, he obviously got a chance to flourish on special teams. He plays both of them, but... Yeah, and he and he's a lead at both of them as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like it's... The, the Leafs were clearly the better team. They probably weren't 5 nothing better, but mm-hmm. no team is almost ever 5 nothing better than an opponent in an actual NHL game, let alone an NHL playoff game. Mm-hmm. And right. they, like, they um, were a lot better. Like The, the deserve to win a meter, mm-hmm. which is much discussed, was like 90-10. Mm-hmm in Toronto's yeah. favor. And even granted, normally you expect that to be closer based on, we figure out the goaltending differential goes the other way. Um, Vasilevsky did not play terrifically tonight, and Jack Campbell saved everything he could. So, <laughs> you know, I, I do think, you know, Steven Stamkos healed a shot on the power play that I think at least 50% of the time is a gimme. Um, so so right, you know, that's yeah, what yeah. I think of. You know, that's the sort of thing that happens when things are going your way. Um, but, and yeah. Kucherov, I think, had an awful, awful game. Mm-hmm. He he just didn't he just didn't look like the Nikita Kucherov you expect. He took a, a dumb frustration penalty after the five minute power play, which which led to the Leafs' first power play, and then the Jake Muzzin goal was a few seconds, about sixteen seconds after the Leafs' power play, they, which was not causal. Although the ESPN commentators kept discussing that goal as if it was a power play goal, which is really weird to me. Um, <laughs> I, I could do another podcast about the ESPN commentators. <laughs> they're, they're, generally, they're generally decent, but my God, they are cliche heavy. Yeah. E- even by hockey announcer standards, it, it, it's a little ridiculous. But There is anyways. actually something on that note that I just want to mention. On the CBC mm-hmm. broadcast, um, a couple minutes into the game at one of the first breaks, they made a point of noticing that like half the Tampa Bay Lightning did the warm-up with helmets off. And they were like, oh, that's kind of like a veteran team thing to do. And I'm like, is it? Like, I don't think it is. I think like a lot of 
players do that. Like, they made a point of that, and then they pointed out that the Leafs did not. You know, they all wore helmets. And it was a weird segment because they didn't really try to draw any specific inferences from it, but the implication <laughs> seemed to be it's like, you know, they're real tough because they did a warm-up where nothing is really happening <laughs> with helmets off. And I kind of wonder how they feel about that in the context of a game where the lightning went out and, to put it bluntly, got fucking smoked. Mm. <laughs> so... Anyway, I just thought that was odd before it gets lost in the sands of time. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I want to mention, it doesn't have to be the last thing, but you know, one of the only things that I had really as a talking point from this game is, you know, we, we talked about Marner um, earlier and how him getting rid of that playoff drought in terms of goal scoring would you know, possibly be helpful for his confidence. I think just generally the level of play for Matthews and Marner would be helpful, right? Mm -hmm. And having, like, a kind of comfortable Leafs win where they both perform, to the extent that, you know, to the extent that the the comments and doubts would have been in their minds, I think this may go some way to assuaging that fear. Who knows if it actually uh, does. The Kings just scored, by the way, and it's Trevor Moore, actually, who did it. Um, (laughs) So that's always nice. We'd love to see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyways, aside from that, Matthews and Marner, you know, sans bunting, played well, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Matthews had, obviously, a great power play goal. And that's the type of goal where, especially on a five-on-three, you really just, you can't stop someone generating that shot. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked a lot in the the Lost Preview pod about how Tampa's power play, you know, in principle is something that it's super easy for them to get into. Like, once they're set up, they can get pretty decent shots easily. Um, Didn't turn out that way in this game in part because they very rarely got set up and when they did get set up you know they their execution was lacking as well mm-hmm. uh, but you know that Matthews goal is just it's it's a goal in that line it's like you know on a five on three you just cannot stop Austin Matthews from taking a, a one-timer from the face-off dot and a certain percentage of the time he's just going to blow that by you mm-hmm. and, and yeah I, I think that that was kind of telling I also think you know if Tampa Bay keeps getting on the power play, there will be consequences. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if this is an ugly series with a lot of penalty minutes, that's fine. Um, the Leafs can certainly live with that, with their special teams prowess. I'm just saying, let's not get foolish. I don't want to see any more five-minute majors. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely don't want to make a habit of, of putting the lightning on the power play. Yeah, there um, is... Um, cause, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, just as good as the least penalty kill was, it's. I have zero doubt that the Lightning will come with some adjustments for how to how to break that, and how how to at least gain the zone better. Even if it's something simple and something low risk, like just dumping the puck in more. Mm-hmm. Like right, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll come back with options. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, so what were you going to say before that? I was going to note one other thing. Um, in the lead up to this series, I mentioned that Justin Hall, was relied on pretty heavily by Sheldon Keefe, and I said I expected him to be in the game one lineup. And uh, a lot of people jumped on me about that. And mea culpa, it looks like I was wrong, because he was not in the game one lineup. Um, I wasn't sure Jake Muzzin was going to be back, which is a factor, but still. Um, And I think that it's clear that Sheldon Keefe anticipated a very physical game. He looked for Ilya Lyabushkin, who, uh, you know, was unquestionably a bit more of a physical presence. He actually, in the course of getting jerseyed in a fight tonight, he took some wild swings and apparently hit a ref. So be careful with that, Ilya. But mm. 
I think we saw strong games from several Leafs defensemen, um, including Yubushkin and including Muzzin, who I was worried about. You know, everyone tends to look better on a night like this, but I was concerned about us playing him when he wasn't clearly 100%, and I thought he had a very fine outing. So, really, I, I mean, almost everything I can say about this game is going to be positive, other than don't take five-minute majors if you can avoid it, because it will burn you, and it's only one game. But for one game, this was fantastic work by the Leafs. Agreed. Uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to quibble with any of the Leafs defensively in this game. Tampa generated essentially nothing, evidenced by the fact that they scored zero goals, and it didn't feel like they scored zero goals and Campbell stood on his head. It felt like they stored, scored zero goals and Campbell was solid. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, perfect in everything that came out, but he did not have to be that good, and he could have been middling and the Leafs still would have won. So, yeah. Um, it's one game, but great start. Mm-hmm. One thing to keep an eye on is, so Tavares and Nylander, it was kind of a mix and match. They, they, they started the game away from each other. They took some shifts together as, as they often do, you know, especially there's, there's a lot of post-PK shifts in this game. There's a lot of kind of mixed situation, four-on-four shifts, things like that. They did play together some. Um, I thought Nylander visually was very good, very active, especially early on, drew a penalty um, had a breakaway at the end of the first, uh, you know, just active, using his feet. When he is kind of the star player on his line, he, he dominates the puck in a way that is, um, you know, that he, it, that role suits him at times. You know, as, as strong as he is playing up in the lineup, he, he, he can survive for sure, you know, in, in, these, in these depth roles. And he seems to relish the spotlight that being the star player on the line uh, brings him. So he was good. Didn't get on the score sheet, but that's fine. Uh, you can forgive that in a in a five nothing win. Tavares actually did get on the score sheet. He got, I think got a secondary assist on Matthews' first goal. So that's nice because I thought he was a little bit quiet, and it's it's nice to pick up a point and just you know get a little bit of confidence that way. Uh, but I I didn't notice him as much, and part of that is. You know, he, he, his role on the power play is less central than almost anyone else's, just in terms of touching the puck. He's really only touching the puck if he's like banging away at rebounds or finishing. Um, and then at 5-on-5, at five five, there was just so little 5-on-5 five five time, and, and Kerfoot and Kasha are, are, you know, not the strongest of line mates by any stretch. So that, it's not like that line was terrible or anything. They, they, were, they were fine. It just didn't notice Tavares himself specifically. Um, and it'd be good to have him generate more individually going forward as well. And I think the Leafs will need that because the Lightning, as we said, are, are going to be better than they were in this past game. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the big takeaway is we're going to come back for what's probably going to be a competitive game too. Um, but the Leafs should be going in feeling quite positive about how things have gone so far. Yep, pretty much. Um, was there anything else that we wanted to discuss? Uh, not yet. There is a whole slate of playoff games in the offing, um, so we'll keep an eye on those, and if something really funny happens, we'll mention it, but it's early yet. <laughs> Very much so. Um, all right, so yeah, this is a, a quick pod, you know, as these rapid reaction pods tend to be. Um, thank you to anyone who listens. You can, as always, catch mine and Fuleman stuff at pensionplanpuppets.com. You can follow us on Twitter at RBAntiFuleman. Thank you for listening. We'll see you after game two.